Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Strikes Our Fancy. Hi, welcome to Strikes Our Fancy, the show where we do exactly that. Talk about whatever the hell we feel like in the given moment. This week, that's going to be Superman related. I think there is a uh, strong proponent of some Superman lore over here. I don't know about it. I, I am a strong proponent of Superman and his his character. I bring it up also because I'm sitting in front of two people who probably aren't the biggest fans of Superman. I've heard Craig say you're not a big fan, like he's boring or whatever. I'm assuming Rob has similar thoughts. Uh, I really like um, older depictions of Superman. I enjoyed, I watched the hell out of the Max Flesher shorts. Mm. Um, I had, I had a v- maybe two VHS tapes of that, that I just watched constantly in rotation with my Popeye and Looney Tunes tapes, of course. <laughs> I th- th- I wanted to double check that real quick because I think I had those exact tapes. Yeah, I, I'm sure they were probably just the the old cartoons that had past copyright and yeah. uh, were, were just found media for anybody to put onto a tape. Yeah, I just pulled up an image real quick of like the, the title screen and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the old George Reeves stuff? Um, I've... As an adult, I've watched a few of them, yeah. um, but that was after I became a jaded adult who didn't really care about <laughs> Superman anymore and just wanted to watch old serials. Who, yeah. who obviously realized the impossible idea that is uh, the unattainable Superman. I mean, the, the old Superman was cool because, uh, I mean, you said it in your intro. He is faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings, not fly, <laughs> able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Like, he was just a Superman. Gotcha. Yeah. You think the extreme he's been taken to is really the, the problem? Yeah, it makes him just so boring that, like, <laughs> he come up just come up with a new power and, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, I forgot to mention, like, I have heat nipples. <laughs> heat nipples? I don't, he, why not? <laughs> it's an old Kryptonian trick. Yeah, exactly. What do, what do they let you do? How are they advantageous to a supervillain? Are they shooting heat lasers or are they just really hot nipples? Yeah, no. Um... No, did you say heat nipples or feet nipples? Because those are two very oh. different things. <laughs> well, at first I said heat nipples, but I think the feet nipples are more interesting. <laughs> well, wait, do you mean nipples on his feet or feet on his nipples? Nipples on his feet was where my mind was at. Okay. And again, I'm like, what does it serve? But I'm like three well, levels deeper, apparently. For for female Kryptonians, you see it's a superpower because they don't have to stop what they're doing to feed their children. <laughs> uh, Supermans were powered by, they were powered up by the yellow sun. And now, you better watch out, man, because he's going to kick you and just splash Kryptonian milk all over <laughs> And as we all know, it's poisonous to humans. Of course, yeah, it's like acid. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> whoo, I got weird. I will <laughs> very surreal. Yeah, just just so you know, listener, there's a weird energy in here. All of a sudden, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> oh, it came from me. <laughs> uh, I will say that like Superman being boring is probably the most boring argument I've heard against Superman in the past, like, 15 years. I mean, it's not a novel take by any means, and I I recognize that. But that doesn't mean it's any less valid. Right, like, why would everybody think that, Caleb? Because all they see is the powers he has, and they're like, oh, well, that's boring. Yeah, Because they automatically... You're you're saying he's boring, but you've only ever seen, like, live-action depictions of him, right? How many of you have picked up a Superman comic in the past 10 years? Never. 
Um, I think I might have just hit the cutoff on that one. Because <laughs> obviously, like, you talk about Superman, and you're like, oh, well, his movies and his shows and his all this stuff. But, like, Superman in the comics is is vastly different from the live-action depictions that we get. Superman in the cartoons, like Justice League Unlimited and all this other stuff, is vastly different from, like, his live-action depictions. I think his live-action depictions are a bit more action-focused. Hmm. So that's all the general audience sees nowadays. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, going wrong. Henry Cavill was a great depiction of him, but like his, the the written version of the Man of Steel is kind of boring. I like that movie, but like his his Superman could have gone so much further. Mm-hmm. And I thought taking him to that that godly place that Zack Snyder was trying to place all these DC heroes on that pantheon of like being above us was. It's not a unique take for for that. Like it, they've always mm-hmm. they've always been described. The DC heroes have always been described as like gods amongst men, while Marvel heroes have always been described as like an everyday man trying to be a god. You know, it's always mm-hmm. been that sort of differentiation. Like even somebody as plain as Batman is considered so, like in the pantheon of the Justice League. You know, is that to say that Marvel creates nuanced characters because they're humans first? And DC creates extreme exaggerations of an ideal because they're gods first. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. That's not necessarily bad storytelling. I mean, like, how often has we as humans looked up to gods in general as stories? Zeus, you know, and all those other ones. All those other ones. Those are the ones that don't care. Don't really matter. <laughs> those- you don't care about fake <laughs> gods. You've got too much... Uh, you you need more room in your brain for fake heroes. Give me yeah. give me more kite man. Yeah, give me more. I was I was talking to Rob. Uh, tell him about Batmite uh, the other night. <laughs> Batmite. Uh, what do you even know who Mister uh, Mister uh, Mixel Pitalik is? What the fuck are we talking about? Right <laughs> now? See, I always pronounced it Mister Mitzelplix. Mister Mix, because that's heard, how they did it in the Saturday yeah, morning cartoon. I've heard two separate pronunciations. What? Mitzelplex is an imp from another dimension who trades in red kryptonite, as far as I know. Well, like in the comics, he's a bit more not kryptonite based. He's just somebody who's he's a he's an imp from the fifth dimension, is what how he's described. Basically, he's there to fuck with Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's honed in on Superman because that is like the most powerful person he's seen on this planet. So it's his job to just fuck with him. He's not malicious. He's mischievous. He's just an asshole. Yeah. He's he's a chaos god like Loki or Q. Yeah. Or... Yeah. And Superman is almost powerless stuff. The only way he can get rid of him to send him back is his own dimension is to get him to say his own name backwards. Which is what? You can say it better than I can. I don't remember. Zixplim? So it's some yeah, like take Mixelplix and then reverse it. Yeah. Yeah. But Hold on, where are we going with this? We just got That's a great question. <laughs> I, we were we ta- just got off. Yeah, I was very confused. Well, we we were talking about oh. the ex- the exaggerated pantheon yeah, that is the DC yeah, universe. Yeah, let's, let's go back. I mean, they're all sort of like exaggerated gods of the old, like the old orders, you know. Well, Greek some, and Roman. Some literally are like the Amazonians, like the Amazonians, <laughs> exactly. Which I don't think necessarily is a bad thing, as long as you you can write them correctly. Do you think that there is still a pettiness that exists in the DC universe that like typically comes with a Greek myth? Like the stories of those old gods, the Greek and yeah. Roman gods, like those gods are assholes. Yeah. Undoubtedly. 
they're cruel and vindictive. And so I've always kind of wondered, is that something that's ever really highlighted in the DC universe? Like there are these exaggerations of a character or of a characteristic or of an ideal, but like, do they still fall prey to human vulnerabilities or insecurities just at a godly level, essentially? Yeah. I don't think so. I think they're written a bit more quote unquote kindly, I guess. I mean, if you look at Clark Kent, he is just essentially a guy with superpowers. You know, you take away the Kryptonian and you take away all this stuff. He is just a guy that can do everything that's trying to do right. You know, if you're if you're if you're a Kryptonian on Earth, you're either trying to take over the Earth or you're trying to save it. And he chooses to try and save it because he grew up with good parents. He grew mm-hmm. up with good people. That is the only thing that separates him. Mm-hmm. You know? So you're uh, um, on the side of nurture versus nature. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would not say that. I mean, every other Kryptonian that comes to this planet besides Supergirl tries to take over the planet. <laughs> is an a-hole. Exactly. <laughs> so by by that logic, then Kryptonians all have really bad abusive parents. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when it's everyone on a planet, then it's called society and it's fine. <laughs> like as long as everyone's doing it, then it's the norm and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you point this out, you are racist against Krypton. Krypton oh, man. So. Yeah. You just, you obviously don't understand culture. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just their culture to yeah. try to take things over. Jeez, God, telling someone like what they're doing is wrong based on <laughs> what they believe and where they were born and raised. Just how fucking obtuse. Look, Rob. I'm not saying it's their fault. You're going like, to get fucking canceled, Rob. Jeez. <laughs> their planet was destroyed. They were doing the best with yeah, what they had. They're refugees, exactly. Rob. They even have that. Like, and being a not, refugee is not a recipe for being good. They're not sending their best, is what I'll say. <laughs> well, clearly they did. They sent their two best, no, and then everyone else. Superman is a dreamer child who was born here, or not born here, but he was—he just arrived here and he's grown up with American parents. Yeah, we got way too political there for a moment. <laughs> it was really good though. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, but yeah, like. So, are we going to talk now about how Superman's an illegal immigrant? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that horse has been beaten to death. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. But it's also true, you know. And I think that is kind of endearing. Uh, he is. There is a lot of uh, Jewish parables because mm. he was written by Jewish writers, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, who were you know Jewish kids in New York when they created them. You asked me before the show, why does he wear red underwear? They took a lot of inspiration from like circus performers back in the day, thus mm-hmm. the tights and like all that stuff. Oh, like a strong man kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like the strong man thing. That's why he looks like that. That's why oh, he yeah. has the red underwear. That's why he has the tight suit, you know? It's not as interesting as he probably hoped. It's not like cultural based, but like it is. I know, mean, it is a culture. Yeah. What's the in universe reason, though? His mom made it for him. What's the in-universe reason that his mom made him wear his underwear on the outside? Martha's trying her best. Yeah, you're like a two-year-old. Like, but why? But why? But why? Is that just Kryptonian fashion? That's just how it was. It's actually not even Kryptonian fashion. Technically, it's Kansas fashion. <laughs> this is what they do in Kansas. Yeah, or apparently. that's what New Yorkers thought they did in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you. Where is Metropolis? Uh, just depends on the writer. <laughs> there is a most depictions are it's in Kansas, but then you get depictions where it's on the coast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
It's kind of just, I think it's supposed Kansas? to Kansas? I thought it was Illinois. Kansas. Because I've been to the real metropolis. Are you talking about a real metropolis? Yeah. Uh, metropolis, I believe it's Illinois. Um, and they have like a huge Superman museum there. And like, like while you're driving up to it, it's like, visit Metropolis, birthplace of Superman. Yeah, but if your city's name is Metropolis, you're just going to hone in on that. Yeah. In my opinion. No, it it does change, you know, mm-hmm. um, just based on because you know, technically Gotham's in like upstate New York. I thought it was New Jersey. Exactly, it changes kind of constantly. Hmm. So, but isn't isn't it more just supposed to be like an analogy? Isn't it supposed to be an anal- Isn't Metropolis typically an analogy for New York? I mean, most big cities in like most fictional cities and comics are. Yeah, even mm-hmm. Gotham is like. The a city under belly of New York, but like yes, New Jersey. We already discussed Jer- that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Caleb, I am curious. Your what is your justification for uh, Superman being so strong? Because I do there there have been portrayals of him that I have seen where I'm like, this is kind of dull because there aren't really any stakes. Yeah, uh, you know, Superman can fix this when he chooses to. We all know that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think sometimes they're, how do you build suspense and or tension when you have a character that has so many incredible abilities? I think, uh, for the more well-written Superman stories, it is based more on Superman when he's fighting you, isn't trying to like kill you. Obviously he could kill you if he wanted to at the blink of an eye, but he's trying to save you, whoever it is, even as evil as Lex Luthor, he is if he's fighting you, he's not trying to fight you. He's trying to save who you are. You know, he's he's one of those ones that always looks to the best in you. So, yeah, he he tries not to kill. Because it would just be easy to snap your neck, you know? So I think the, the, the conflict from the stories comes from how is he... We know he's going to win. I mean, you look at any comic, you know he's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but how is he going to win? Hmm. What What are the stakes here for the villain? And what are the personal stakes? I mean, you look at I mean, as as I don't think it's as atrocious as people make it out to be, but Batman versus Superman the movie. I mean, <laughs> and Rob laughing. I've never uh, actually seen it. I never got to it. It's not as bad as people say it is. <laughs> uh, but like the personal stakes in that movie is that Lex Luthor has has Martha, Martha Kent. You know, those are those are the stakes for him. Wait a minute. I just I didn't notice it until just now, but Batman and Superman's moms are both named Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, right? An original story, exactly. Right. Who knew? <laughs> but is that not conflictive enough for you guys? Sort of, how does Superman go about saving the day? How will it happen? As opposed to, you know, well, why doesn't he just fly around the Earth and? turn it back three days <laughs> and then go save her before Lex Luthor even gets her. Uh, see, you got me stumped on that one, Rob. <laughs> see, I think that's, I think that's what it's more about. It's no one singular story that isn't necessarily interesting. It's that when you line up all of these stories next to each other and you start to see the pattern of, okay, well we have a, character with insane abilities who got out of a certain situation by showing us that he has the ability to do something incredible that's never been an ability in the comics 
He can't kiss people and make them forget things. I love the Christopher Reeve movies, but they are ridiculous. <laughs> okay, but okay, barring the time travel Earth thing, but there, you still you you set precedents in a particular story because maybe that writer wanted to do something new and uh, and pushing the envelope or mm. reveal something new about the character, but then you've got that precedent for that character for the rest of that run or of that of that version of that hero. Yeah. So it's hard not to think like, well, why doesn't he just use that thing I saw him do? Three issues ago, he, he he can do it. We've been shown he can do it. So why doesn't he just do that all the time? You know, it's not. It doesn't make yeah. for an interesting story, but it's it just makes I think for a bit of a hole in the character. You know, you know. Point me out the issue, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your evidence? Cite me some issues. No, I'm just kidding. I I I tentatively agree with you, just based on the fact that like he does have a even besides ice breath. Heat vision, super strength, invulnerability, all that stuff. Um, super hearing. There are various issues where he just gets random shit, mm-hmm. you know, but it's mostly kryptonite based. Hmm. I brought up earlier, you know, there's an issue back in the 60s where they, <laughs> there's a kryptonite that made him gay, pink kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they used that word in the comics. I think it was just very effeminate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he was he was able to transform due to like some other version of red kryptonite. The kryptonite in the comics, by the way, is very very volatile. Like it's set nowadays of like green does this, gold does this, red does this. But like in the comics, it was like, yeah, we dealt with red kryptonite a few issues ago, but this one does something different. <laughs> this is light red. Kryptonite. Exactly. <laughs> this is fuchsia kryptonite. This is, <laughs> this is crimson. This kryptonite. is. <laughs> they should just do it like. This is Kryptonite number 68, and it's just called that because it's Action Comics number 68. (laughs) (laughs) It's the chemical compound. Yeah, exactly. But I don't necessarily think that makes for it. As long as the story is well written, that should be what counts, right? But But you love the continuity of it. Well, yeah, you you have this character that for an individual story, yes, these story beats make sense and having these logical arcs with conclusions that are... It's been 90 years, Craig! (laughs) Look, I don't don't even think it's... (laughs) that hard to break the continuity of Superman. It's just, you have, you have this character who is known for just having a pocket ability. Just something that nobody's ever heard of. So let's just give him like, he can do anything. So let's just give him heat vision. Now (laughs) let's, let's give him the ability to fly. Yeah. Right. What, what are the stakes where when any problem he sees our writers can just create exactly the tool they need to solve that problem. But is he also the only hero that that has happened to? At least when Batman does it, it has to be like <laughs> a logical contraption. So like he has to build it to, yeah. to get out of it. Yeah. They they had to do setup. I mean, for it to be earned, we see the setup earlier in the comic <laughs> of Batman asking Lucius Fox for the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's presented to us for completely different reasons. Then so, he uses it so cleverly later in the issue. So just soaking up solar radiation is not enough for you. No, <laughs> because that's not him being clever. That's an inherent ability, like physically. Yeah. He doesn't even have to try. Yeah. Well, What's wrong with that? I mean, everybody else soaks up solar radiation <laughs> all the time. Just because our cells are built different. My superpower is just cancer. <laughs> and darker skin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tan looks good, though. <laughs> oh, it's worth it. 
The melanomas are a plenty, <laughs> but it's a price I'm willing to pay. <laughs> no, I just I see where you're coming from. But I will say that the inherent new power that manifests is not something that happens as often as you would think. But it has happened. But it has. That's the problem, I think, Caleb, yeah. is you've got such a long history to pull from. Yeah. That how do you separate these? I mean, we've even kind of run up against this as we've been talking of like, what powers does Superman even actually have right now? Yeah. Like that's up for debate potentially, depending on what era or version you're talking about. <laughs> so how do we separate all of these in our minds apart from this this amalgamation that we've made of a godlike being that can literally do anything? So the main problem for both of you, I would assume, is his powers. Don't let me in with him. <laughs> um my main problem is he's just boring just boring yeah the most interesting superman story i ever read wasn't even about superman uh it was lex luther man of steel i mean lex luther is unquestionably a far more interesting character yeah yeah just the amoral businessman well but like this drive to prove that humanity doesn't need a savior like that mm-hmm. is so much more of an interesting yeah. Like arc to me, yeah. like a driving force. In, in in Lex Luthor, Man of Steel, he it shows you his thought process. Like there, there's this this great uh, panel where he's looking out of his like penthouse or boardroom window or whatever, mm. and Superman is flying outside the window, shrouded in dark, with just these glowing red eyes piercing into Lex Luthor, and he he's just looking at him thinking you look down on us you think you're here to save us and what then what once we're saved and you're still superman where do you stop when do you stop saving us from ourselves yeah i'm with craig he's an interesting yeah. here uh anti-hero because i get it, it it's it's relatable it's <laughs> Although, like just to put it out there like fuck billionaires sure 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 sure, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't like the idea that Lex Luthor is the only one with the means to go toe to toe with yeah. with Superman on a personal level, but uh, but yeah, I like the ideals behind what he's saying. Like, yeah, who are you to say what we need saving from? Mm-hmm. You know? But also who is he to let millions of people die if Superman isn't there? What? Like obviously like okay, you're you you like Lex Luthor because he's like Super- I don't like Lex Luthor. <laughs> I just right, said that was right, an interesting you, comment. Yeah, he's more interesting. He's more interesting because he looks uh, not not like down on Superman, but like he, he looks at su- he looks on Superman yeah. with disdain. Yeah, and that's a more interesting take. So you would yeah. much rather read a Lex Luthor comic than a than a Superman comic. Absolutely. Yeah, I, right. I recognize you need both to have that dynamic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I, I Superman's motivation is oh shucks i guess i i'm gonna do good <laughs> but also isn't that endearing enduring yeah hold on endearing isn't that endearing a little bit like this guy who just woke up one day with superpowers and he could just not do anything with him but because he grew up he is willing to help the world i think that is an interesting thing too because everybody there's multitudes of stories homelander omni-man Fucking Injustice Superman, all these people, all these super beings who are more powerful than everybody who woke up and decided to take over the world. But here's this guy from Kansas who decided, I'm going to help the world, Hmm. which is something that I think we need right now. 
as as I mean, you need at, at any point in time this this altruistic being that is there to help. Yes, people who who think bad thoughts and are and are always trying to like be selfish, whatever. That that's interesting too. Antiheroes are interesting, but the fact that we have a superhero who is not like that—that that there is somebody to look up to—I think that's well, really. Good. Superheroes that are just good guys are a dime a dozen. But you look at Batman, who had to see oh, his parents. Batman's die. an asshole. He, like, Batman's a sociopath. Yeah, and he had to see his parents die to to really force himself into that that role of uh, a savior. Mm-hmm. Even Spider-Man had to see his most superheroes had to have somebody die in their lives to realize, "Oh, I got to I should use these powers for good." But Superman, the only his his father died of a heart attack or his adoptive father died of a heart attack. He didn't really learn about Krypton until he was in his 20s. This is a person, this is a being that has chosen to help people without the the push of having somebody taken from him before their time. Except his stepdad. I mean, like, he had a heart attack. Like, nobody shot him in the street. Yeah, there was no <laughs> call for vengeance against yeah, saturated yeah. fats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is part of the Got Milk campaign, I think. <laughs> but I just think that's more interesting, in my own personal opinion, because these antiheroes are a dime a dozen as well. No, yeah, you're right about that. You look contemplative i i because i am cute i think <laughs> yeah you 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 you, pl- you present an interesting argument i i just and i can understand the appeal i can understand the appeal of wanting to see the good in people and hope that those with authority and power will also do good but is it maybe a little naive absolutely and, and it is and is it also in a world of superheroes too unrealistic. Like in the DC universe, is it too re- unrealistic to look up? Even in a world with fanciful powers and superhuman abilities, that's all fine. But expecting someone to continue to just be altruistic, that's too far. <laughs> like in the real world. That's that's where I draw yeah. the line of, of realism. That's where like my suspension of disbelief <laughs> is shattered when you tell me that someone just does good. I refuse to believe in good people. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. Th- I, th- I do think it's naive. Well, uh, <laughs> I in in Superman's favor, and unfortunately, I cannot pull up any sources out of my ass right now. But I do know that there are a few stories out there, at least a few, where he does struggle with like, I want to do the good thing, but this is this accomplishes my goals more immediately. Okay. And like, like Superman doesn't have scruples about killing people like once he decides it's okay, doesn't he? There's hardly a story. Again, he he kills Zod and Man of Steel like right away. But like again, that's a darker depiction. In the comics, it's it's a little less. Okay. He is he does struggle with it a bit more. Like I I mean you look at somebody like Batman who lets the Joker escape from Arkham Asylum and kills a lot of people right. every week, every month. That's I, I don't know what issue it's or run it's from, but I have a very tangible frame in my head of Superman pulling the Joker's spine out of his body as like Batman's looking on in horror because Superman because I think the Joker killed Lois Lane or something. Uh Injustice, I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but, mean, that, but that's not a regular Superman. No. Okay. No. And again, that's one of those things where the stories were like he's pushed beyond. Gotcha. You know? mm-hmm. uh, 
I think the story was the Joker forced him to hallucinate and he made Superman kill Lois. Ah. No. Mm. Which you so would kill somebody too. He he should pull his own spine <laughs> he out. He should then. pull his own spine out, exactly. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, I I did that whole spiel about a good person, whatever. I think that's why I like Superman. I think, you know, I think his stories provide a a framework of sorts on how to be as opposed to somebody like a sociopath like Batman or a bully like Spider-Man. Do you think maybe that's why so many people find him boring is because he's just good? I think so. I think, again, I think that's, that is the argument that's been made for the past 30 years, even before I was born. Mm. Superman is considered boring because of his powers and because he's a good person. And it's easy to look at that and be bored with his stories. I think people like the nuance of the antihero. I think people like the nuance of like the struggle. It's, well, it's also just more relatable. And I mean, who, more who, can, who can relate with a character who's always good? Yeah. But I don't think we're supposed to relate to Superman. I think we're supposed to look up to Superman. Which well, Who wants to be looked down upon by their heroes? Well, he doesn't look down upon you. He he's literally always, does. He, he literally he's, does. But like he's too busy leaping over buildings. <laughs> from I've I'd heard a a a little story about why he flies now. Apparently, it was it had something to do with the radio show because he it was just mm-hmm. bounding over. But I think it was either the radio show or the TV show where it was just easier to show him flying, hmm. and so that was slowly adapted by the comics. Oh. I th- yeah, I think I have heard that it was um, like the 1920s or 1930s uh, serials mm. where, yeah, they kind of invented like an early green screen type technology. Yeah, to show him flying. Yeah. Mm. But he never looks down on you because he is always, cons- that's again, I said earlier when he's fighting you, he's not really like fighting you. He's trying to help you. He is consistently trying to help. Stop resisting. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I just don't know if I like that because again, he's essentially unrivaled in power and has no, no one to like hold him accountable. So it's, it's the argument of you say he just wants to help, but only helps with the things he deems are worth helping. All right, Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's the vibes I'm getting. I just, I, uh, I just, I I think Luther has some valid points, okay? <laughs> but also, you know, you have those powers and you do try to do good. You aren't going to make it everywhere, wherever you need to be. Yeah. I'm not even saying that. I'm not holding him accountable for, like, not helping some people. It's more like... <sighs> you're saying he, like, the stories are being used to show a better way to behave. Yeah. But... By whose standards? Uh, the American way. The American way. <laughs> Truth, justice, and the Kansas way. <laughs> hmm. Well, let me ask you guys something. Have you guys ever actually legitimately enjoyed a piece of Superman media, whether it is a comic, a book, or a, a television movie, whatever? Or has it always been like uninteresting to you? Not really since the Lex Luthor comic. And then, yeah, watching the Superman shorts as a kid. Mm. I watched the Superman shorts as a kid as well. Those were, I mean, entertaining in 
the way they are as a child. Like you're just like, oh yeah, hey, it's the Superman. He's so strong. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, oh look, Superman is so strong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but since then, I mean, I've watched a few like DC animated movies because um, I personally think that's where DC shines. Mm-hmm. The animated Absolutely. movies are amazing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there are more nuanced stories with Superman, but I almost feel like they're always like alternate Superman. Like Red mm. Sun Superman, like super cool. It's a great story. Yeah. But but that's not our Superman. That's not the Superman that like... But even then, at the end of Red Sun, he has brought world peace. Yeah, he was a Russian instrument, but then he slowly grew out of that. Yeah. You know. But that was, but that was an interesting story. Yeah. Like, because... We had a perceived, at least, flaw in Superman. He was a commie. Yeah, he was a damn dirty <laughs> commie. I don't actually think that, but but like that that was we we had a perceived flaw in that he was involved in a dictatorship. Yeah, and he realized what he was a part of and grew beyond that. So that yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. It's like interesting and relatable stories to myself involve growth. Being told a parable to teach me a lesson that's not as interesting. I'm gonna so, act how I want. So I don't actually know the story of Red Sun. How did he achieve world peace? Was it through a dictatorship? Technological advancements. And kind of a dictatorship, I but, think. Yeah. 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 So like how do you achieve world peace without <laughs> crushing enemy nation? So, well, so real quick, I think the synopsis is instead of landing in Kansas, he lands in Siberia. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like he becomes a Russian superhero. And he like reports to Joseph Stalin. And then eventually he just kills Stalin, I think, and takes over. But the man had good ideas. Superman, not Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clarify that. Say what you will about the Stalinists. They get shit done. <laughs> so when do we report to the House Un-American Committee? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> Committee of Un-American Activities? Is that Isn't what that, it is nowadays? That's what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's called that anymore. Is that a still even a thing? I'd Probably not. No, I, that, that was Red <laughs> Panic shit. Yeah. yeah. McCarthy would not like us at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... You're saying you're a big commie, is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, what I'm ultimately saying is that my favorite portrayals of Superman are the ones where he has flaws. Yeah. And so to to get the conglomerate version of Superman, you know, his he has the same traits, the same base traits in every portrayal. And so if you just look at that, it's not it's not very interesting, in my opinion. Yeah. Rob. I'm with Craig. Yeah, he just being a good guy is it's, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> Lame. Hold on, hold He's on. a square. I mean, he gave himself a wedgie. Yeah. I need to show you guys where he has a mullet in the 90s. Oh, would that, oh would that change <laughs> opinions? I would just assume he was playing hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that makes me think he's more of a loser. <laughs> Rob, there was a party all over. He had a mullet, but it was a party all over. But, you know, you, the Red Sun Superman is your favorite depiction of Superman. No, I wouldn't say he's my favorite. It's just I think it is very interesting. And it's one of the few DC movies that, that I've watched. I've only watched like three. So what has been your favorite, if you had to pick one? Uh, I mean, yes, okay, probably it was Red Sun, but mostly because I just I like alternate history stuff like that. Like yeah. Man in the High Castle was a fascinating idea to me. Like I just I really like stuff like that. The show kind of fizzled out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, but still, on an, the premise on its face is interesting. You know, like yeah. what if? You know, what if these things had gone differently? What would have happened? So I like I like stuff like that. What about you, Rob? Is it the old Fleischer cartoons? That's what I'm guessing. Mm, 
probably i mean they're they're corny and dumb and <laughs> like if i were watching them now like fresh eyed i wouldn't i wouldn't enjoy them at all but yeah. for the nostalgia for some reason i have like vague memories of one where like he like what if superman was at pearl harbor essentially it's like him fighting on like battleships and stuff. Are you sure that wasn't a dream you had? No, uh, <laughs> it might have just been a propaganda film. Yeah, it yeah, could have been. Yeah, but probably. like, I, I have like, I feel like I remember on the tapes we had, it was like World War II era mm-hmm. Superman cartoons. Um, I don't know if it was specifically Pearl Harbor, but I don't know. That's that's a nugget memory I haven't thought about in a long time. It it sounds familiar. I know there is at least one where. Um, He's fighting off an air raid. Now, it's not like Germany. It's some mad scientist, but like it's obviously an air raid. Mm-hmm. And then the giant robots attack downtown <laughs> like they do. <laughs> they they love to do that. Yeah. From what I understand, if I remember correctly, like the canon reason Superman didn't intervene in World War II was because the American soldiers have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It wasn't a problem for them. No, no. They don't need they don't need Superman. <laughs> and apparently Clark Kent wasn't able to go to war because of his eyesight. Because oh, he looked through the wall at the other eye chart, so his eyesight was deemed bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love old comics. That's funny. <laughs> but well, so you asked us, Caleb, and you're obviously our resident expert, so which is your favorite depiction of Superman? Dean Kane Superman. Dean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dean Kane? Yeah, Dean Kane. The New Adventures of Superman, Lois and Dude, Clark. Uh, I lost on me. <laughs> it was decent. I like it. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. You like everything. Caleb. I do like everything. But my absolute favorite, and this is still cheesy, it's still grown-worthy. I love Smallville, the early 2000s show. Um, it is still one of my favorite depictions of both Clark Kent and Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. I would suggest you guys watch a few episodes just for Lex Luthor, because Michael Rosenbaum and that kills it as Lex Luthor. Yeah. I've caught a few episodes here and there and uh well I never got into the show. I mean the the acting and writing seemed well done. So it was, yeah. I could definitely see if you want a young Superman show, there it is. Mm. I never got into it myself, but I mean its memory is long lived. Like mm-hmm. it is still I still see memes about it and jokes and references to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it definitely I, I can give it at least that credit that it is pervasive. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I say this, now I know what the next I'm going to force you to watch episode is going to be. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if it portrays Lex Luthor, like, sure. All right. It's really good. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah. But I do also, to go back a little bit, a few subjects about, like, the the, the non-moral ambiguity or whatever. Yeah. Doesn't Star Trek also plays that in, like, original Trek? Ah! Exactly. <laughs> but, like... It is an overdone moral parable. Same um, same things. Maybe not as good people. Yeah, because they're not they're not like flawless characters who just always want to do good. Um, Kirk always be fucking. Yeah. Well, I just <laughs> Riker, like, man. Riker's where it's at. <laughs> Riker could bone. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, just every now and then, like, one of the other crew members would have to slap the shit out of someone and be like, no, that's a bad course of action. Like, that's going <laughs> to kill people. Yep. 
Well, and again, just a fundamental difference. Like Star Trek is about like working with others. Mm. Like mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. And also diversity is in that, like working with others depart regardless of what they might look like or that their beliefs are, but like to work in tandem to achieve a goal versus again, Superman is kind of one a, person. He's, he's a solitary guy who can just kind of do it by himself. So he maybe is a you're dictator. around. <laughs> he could be if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. If he wanted to. I think that's the main one. That's the main point. If he wanted to. But nobody the, could stop him. Right. So really what you're arguing, Caleb, is that Superman has a lack of ambition. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, mm, nope, I'm content doing like, this. And it's just like, all right, well. But he look also, at the other uh, DC, com- uh, DC heroes. Batman could easily be stopped by a nation. The Flash wouldn't even stand a chance. Mm. Green Lantern, maybe. Especially if he had like the rest of the core with him. Yeah. But he could be defeated by the color yellow. <laughs> and wood in some. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I think there was a, back in the 40s, there was a Green Lantern, Alan Scott. I think, I don't think his ring was connected to the core. His ring was connected to earth mm-hmm. and wood was his weakness. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> what's what's purple? Purple. I don't think purple was on the spectrum for the mm. the the core okay. for that. No, I just I have a I don't know what it is. I just have like a vivid memory of like purple being bad for Green Lantern. But mm. I, I think that was like the Super Friends cartoon. So <laughs> that's just complete and utter nonsense. The indigo tribe of the cores of lanterns was formed by Abin Sur. Oh, oh. Who wields the purple light of compassion and completely dedicate themselves to it? Nice. Mm. <laughs> so now it's Superman's bad because he doesn't want to do anything. Yeah, because he could do anything. <laughs> but also, you're just saying before that Lex Luthor is interesting because he doesn't want Superman. To Listen, do the premise is that <laughs> Superman is bad. Whatever we need to say to make that true is what we'll say. <laughs> All right, all right. Just because you're boring in one way doesn't mean you can't also be boring in another way, Caleb. All right, Jared, you got me. You got me. I want to take my comics and go. (laughs) Final question. Who's faster, canonically? Flash. Flash? Good. Uh, There's a... God, it's one of my favorite panels. It's in Flash Rebirth. Barry Allen's come back from the dead. And he's like running away from his problems and Superman's chasing him and because he's trying to talk to him, be a friend. And Superman says to him, you know, Barry, you know, we've raced before and I've even won some of those races. And Barry turns back to him. He's like, Clark, those were for charity. And he just takes off faster. (laughs) (laughs) Love that panel. Oh, that's great. So there is at least one person who can beat Superman at one thing. If needed, if needed. I mean... Uh, I mean, you look at most uh, superheroes, you know, Batman, you know, if he has prep time, uh, <laughs> he can defeat anybody. And there's even a really good story uh, about somebody stealing Batman's plans for the Justice League and using it against them. Oh, it's mm. a great arc. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Did you read it? Or it just sounds uh, good? No, there's, a, there's an animated version Is of there? it. Is there? Yeah. Oh. But, you know, you look at, there's, he's probably not as unbeatable as you think. I mean... Okay. <laughs> well, then that's also boring. 
So there was no winning this, I'm assuming. <laughs> no. This this was all just going to... Came in with no, an ocean I, I knew I was going to be leaving with. <laughs> well, I, I will say you've, you've opened my eyes to possibilities. That's all I ask. No. I came in with some baggage, Caleb. I didn't start to unpack. I'm going to leave this <laughs> I refuse baggage. to believe in good people. Yeah. No. <laughs> Cynic to my core. No. Nah. Will not be shaken. Well, that's your problem. Well, listener, if you have any thoughts on Superman... Uh, you can reach out to us at Strikes Our Fancy on TikTok and Instagram. Or also, you can leave a voice message at Spotify Podcasts is what it's called these days. I don't even know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's still Anchor to me. But yeah, yeah no, it's... <laughs> the, li- the link's in the description. Yeah. You can, yeah. You'll find it. You're smart. If you're listening to us, you're smart. You'll find it. Yeah, just Google I, it. I trust, I trust you. you. Way to pander to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you can also send us an email, strikesourfancy at gmail.com. And uh, tell us... Do you like Superman more with his panties on or without them? Without personal preference. Let Superman have his panties, man. Why? Because <laughs> it reminds you of a bygone era. <laughs> when we wore our underwear over our pants. When a superhero could just be a good guy who was really strong. <laughs> and wore their underwear. And wore their underwear their on the outside. And yes. all it took to you know have a superhero disguise was just cha- rearranging the clothing you're wearing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say real quick, people make fun of that shit. Like, oh, he's not wearing his glasses. Look at Christopher Reeve's performance in the original Superman movie. Oh, it's good. It is fucking amazing. It's very good. That they did a very good subtle job of saying, like, it's how he behaves, that that's why they no one could ever believe that it's really him. Yeah. You're over there like, I'd find out. <laughs> that's that look that that's I would saying. I wouldn't go anywhere near Metropolis like that's not happening here yeah it's not a safe place to be I know the boundaries of my life <laughs> thank you so much for uh, tuning in listener uh, I hope you can join us in a couple weeks until then I have been Kryptonite Craig I'm still Rob <laughs> and this has been Caleb Kent <laughs>